Hello, I'm Alice Murray, editor of The Drawdown, and welcome back to the second instalment of my discussion with George Ralph of RFA, where we've been exploring the nitty gritty of applying data strategies. In this episode, we'll be exploring security matters, particularly with the new working from home arrangements um, and the advances in software and integration tools leading into how you configure that within your own team. So without further ado, here we go. An area that's, that's really important and has obviously become increasingly in focus in, in recent weeks and months has been security, um, especially as, as you know, we've got all working remotely at the moment. Um, how can having a centralised data approach improve security or does it, you know, make firms a bit of a sitting duck? I think there's sort of five key areas when you talk about data management and I'll, mm -hmm. I'll just cover these first and then I'll come back into the security bit in a little bit more in depth. But I think <clears throat> you've got the data warehouse component, right, which is essentially a SaaS solution. Mm -hmm. Most people aren't buying servers and putting SQL on them these days, um, you know, and you, you have things like Snowflake and, and such where they're completely cloud based and you're paying for usage. Then you've got the infrastructure around the data management solution. Again, it's going to be cloud management. You've got to think about disaster recovery and replication of the database, etc. Then you've got the data governance that comes with it because you need some kind of compliance reporting you need some kind of framework management, you know, including the basics like, you know, data change control and permissions and, and things like that. You've then got the data ingestion components. So managing the ETLs, making sure they're monitored, making sure the data is coming into it is governed and accurate um, and kind of SLA enforcements around that because oftentimes you've got third parties feeding the data in. Mm -hmm. Um, then you've got the data analytics side, so the business intelligence, you've got kind of machine learning codes in there, uh, you've got productivity to think about. So all of those five components are adding another component <laughs> of, of the firm's infrastructure and technology stack, which are then essentially five additional points of entry. Mm -hmm. right? and, and these data management solutions, they are complicated. And so understanding them well and making sure that the security around there is in a way it's more important than ever because if you have a solution that people don't understand well the risk of breach is big mm -hmm. right so there's a couple of things to focus on when it comes to security um you know the compliance part is very important um like i said you, you know you need to think about user access to the reporting Mm -hmm. because you don't want to be in a scenario where you're putting in place a good reporting tool with access to your data that anyone can access so the roles you know membership of roles and access is very important we tend to encourage people to have regular reporting that go to compliance or the operations team so they can check who has permissions to the dashboards at any one time mm -hmm. because it, it tends to change in a month or, or cycle of the fund during the year you've got to think about gdpr what, what components of personal data you might have in this big behemoth database now, uh, what's been imported in. Mm. Um, you know, the business continuity plans, you're relying on a platform now, not just a spreadsheet. Mm -hmm. You're not going to have multiple copies that you can just access easily. There's a centralised platform for that. Um, you know, you need to understand how the thing works and how it's secured for, for due diligence with investors still. Mm -hmm. um, and then you've got the data compliance element 
So really, the easiest way to describe that is data categorization, right? You need to be able to identify sensitive data mm -hmm. and you need to map your user roles to, to the data views themselves. Uh, again, that's, that's quite high level. Mm. Um, and then I think in terms of the core technology functions, so deep diving a little bit more, it's really making sure that the, the best practices are there around security. You've got proper configurations, um, that the security configuration is built um, in, into an automated deployment mechanism. So we, we, for example, use orchestration tools. So once we've built the core infrastructure for the data warehouse, the servers that do the number crunching, we build them as templates. So if the, if the firm's data grows or they launch another fund, they have a lot more data to ingest, we can automatically deploy more servers into the farm Mm -hmm. pre-configured with all of the security components mm -hmm. awesome. and that is very important because mm -hmm. you don't want to be in a situation like the capital one breach where someone spun up a server and it's not been configured right mm -hmm. and they've used that as a gateway in mm -hmm. um, you want automatic sizing of of the multi-cluster warehouse so again you know in basic terms the servers that are running so that people aren't accessing the back end all the time and making changes to disk space and things like that again you know small changes like that should be automated to reduce the risk um you want to automate the suspension of servers as in if a server is not being utilized it should be put on standby rather than having people manually go in and do it again mm -hmm. um i'm probably boring you now but so <laughs> i'm off on one um, it's well i mean it just it it speaks to you know there are so many factors at play so many advanced technologies here um and obviously this is not private equity's core business private equity's core business is obviously deal doing so yeah. kind of taking everything that you're saying and all of these um uh, very technical uh, high level considerations and then you know overlaying that on a private equity firm that typically wants to be as lean and as nimble as possible what what would you say is the kind of best way of configuring that is that you know you mentioned having a, a, a strong partner like yourselves um perhaps some in-house expertise as well is I, that i think i think you you're, you're always get to, going to get to a certain size with the system where you will need some in-house expertise because mm -hmm. it will become a full-time job mm. i suppose if you're large enough and you have a partner that's already engaged a lot it may be worth sticking with them to just do it, especially if they built it the first time. But there's always that debate and conversation that has to be had. You know, some of our clients, we have engineers just seconded there full time mm -hmm. because actually, you know, nine or 10 months down the line, the client just couldn't find anyone with the skill set. Um, so we've ended up seconding staff there. And then when the system's in BAU mode and it's just running or the client decides that they're going to have you know, uh, a month uh, on a sort of a staff staff trip or, or something like that. Gosh, that sounds nice. Um, <laughs> we can pull that person out so it's not a full-time cost, if you like. That's a, that's a bit of a debate, that one. And I think it depends on the technology. I think, you know, as I said, around security and the kind of infrastructure stack, I think you have to rely on the partner you've already got. And if the partner you've already got is not able to do it you should have probably a longer term strategic thought about 
how you're going to use your suppliers because bringing in another party to build a data warehouse when you've already got a partner who manages your infrastructure is also a bit of a risk because there's going to have to be a crossover of engagement on the technology. You know, a lot of the security controls that I've not mentioned, so things like federated authentication, uh, identity provider integration, so things like Okta and Duo for multi-factor authentication. You know, you need to manage your tri-secret keys uh, for encryption. You need some kind of password vault. You need a governance security like Redlock or our product, which is called Air. Um, if you're if you're then bringing in another IT partner to manage this for you, do the security, etc. But it's not your existing IT provider. It's a it can get challenging because you're, mm. you're you're asking two companies to do the same thing around the security, mm. and so the company that's coming in to build the data warehouse is then going to have to try and alter their strategy and development to fit in with the security you've already got. Yeah, so yeah. That that can be a bit challenging. And I think if people are going to have a separate IT firm for the infrastructure and a separate IT firm for the data warehousing bit, that is probably when you do need an in-house person to govern and control it all between the two parties. So otherwise they're both going to be fighting for each other's business all the time. Yes, yeah, it could get very complicated. We're we're lucky that we don't have that problem, but obviously we we have engaged with firms to do just the data warehouse component and where we haven't been the partner for the infrastructure and that has been a little bit challenging thank you very much george and we'll be returning for one last installment soon so thank you very much for listening